Amit joined us to share his personal journey from humble beginnings in India to professional success in the science world and opened up about the hurdles he faced in his life and how he overcame them. Spoiler, it's through hard work and persistence. Also, how Amit reacted in several instances when his back was up against the wall is nothing short of incredible. A true inspiration and absolute force of a human being who refuses to yield to any barrier. Amit Kumar. This episode is brought to you by Dr. English, your all-in-one platform for online English conversation classes. Why pay more for face-to-face classes when you can learn from the comfort of your own home with qualified native English speakers? Level up your confidence and fluency today. Try a free one-to-one class with native Dr. English teacher anytime. Visit the website at drenglish.com or call 010-4591-1496. Open your doors to endless opportunities. Dr. English. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. So thanks for inviting me for this podcast. And uh, my name is Amit and I am 40 years old. I came to Korea in August 2011. So it's going to be almost 10 years, a decade now. Mm. And uh, before that, I completed my education in India, uh, Indian Institute of Technology, Kanpur. And after having my PhD from there, uh, I moved to United States for uh, one and a half year for postdoctoral studies. Mm. That is a typical uh, way uh, this profession works. Mm. And then after finishing a short postdoc, I joined an assistant professor position in a university in India, back in India. I taught there for for a semester and then i realized i was not getting like sufficient research infrastructure mm. i wanted to pursue and then my brother who was doing phd uh, from uh, seoul national university korea mm. he introduced me uh, that okay you can you can look for your you know your role as a researcher mm. or postdoctoral fellow in seoul national university mm. uh, so i at that time actually uh, my daughters were born and uh, they were like kind of three or four months old. So my wi- wife also wanted to work after my daughters were wa- born. Mm. So we wanted kind of family support also. Mm. So I had like several regions to move to Korea, not yeah. only professional one, yeah. but also personal one. Cool. So what we thought, uh, so I, I, I did not professionally, uh, I did not plan too much, like mm. what will happen after I go to Korea, how I will get a job, mm. how my career will proceed. So I just simply moved here, and uh, my without, own, without a job or anything. With, no, I got a job oh, as, as a postdoctoral researcher yeah. at SNU. And in SNU. Okay. So uh, I joined the same laboratory where my brother was doing PhD. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it was very helpful for me to settling down, and then Seoul is an expensive place. Uh, so we initially we studied uh, stayed together in an apartment, uh, which university provided, and it was great help from his family also. He he was also married that time. Mm. So I started my work there. Then I, because the research area was very new, um, where I was working in Seoul, it was very different from what I did in my PhD and postdoc. So I learned, it took like little time to get settled professionally there. That was, uh, that was trend, trends, Transition. Transitioning from molecular chemistry to material, material sciences. science and engineering. So even work culture was very different in, in uh, laboratory. So kind of meetings and 
you know, behavior wise, mm. like how you interact with your juniors and seniors, your mm. supervisor, everything was very different mm. from United States and yeah. back in India. So it took little time. And then I started settling myself and publishing a couple of papers from there. It took five to six years mm. <laughs> total. Yeah. So so in academic life, it, it is a short period, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so after that, I got opportunity to join as a um, research professor, uh, which is non-teaching researcher position um, in Pohang University of mm. Science and Technology, post yeah, yeah. And then I moved here. Yeah. So then I started in 2017 in Pohang mm. uh, in, in an independent, kind of sub-independent role, and yeah. where I am still continuing. Is that the is that the pinnacle of um, uh, of jobs as far as as researchers the ones without the teaching positions? Is no, that no, what it's everyone? Not, it's not pinnacle. It's no. not pinnacle. So so you have several things in uh, in the research career. Mm. So pinnacle is kind of getting a professor position, mm. which which is kind of uh, kind of group leader position, okay. independent group leader. But nowadays, because research projects are becoming big and big, so mm. it's very difficult for a for one person to manage whole laboratory mm. if okay, the group okay. is big so what what they have now done they have started hiring some co-supervisors mm. like me okay, okay, okay. so who can manage a small group and you know um, supervise a couple of graduate students and fresh postdocs teach them okay, okay. how to pursue research yeah, and how to do quality work i was just wondering if if teaching takes away from your focus on the research or if it if it's helping it in some way but that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Keep. Uh, so, so in university, I think teaching can be uh, complemented with with the research. That's not a problem. But nowadays, uh, in Korea, uh, Korean government's expectations in terms of research quality uh, are very high. Mm. They want to do high quality research, and for that, they need like dedicated staff for for who can only do research without the you know mm. um, distracting distractions. Yeah. distractions into teaching or other administrative yeah. works. That's a, I've heard that's one of the ways that you can get rid of a professor that you do, a tenured professor that you don't want. It's mm-hmm. load them up with with teaching, mm-hmm. uh, and and still require them to to be producing uh, yeah. your projects and yeah, your side projects. Let, I think I think it sounds like you have more education than all of us combined. <laughs> um, if we can maybe back it up and unpack it a little bit, what was the the inspirations growing up, or what what led you? to this career path mm. growing up. I mean, when, when I was in India, it's either, yeah, you have the opportunity or you don't. But going to IIT sounds like a pretty big accomplishment. How did you get started there? Yeah, so my actually childhood was uh, kind of, it may be different from a typical childhood. So uh, uh, back then, uh, I belonged to a lower middle class family. So. My father's generation was the first generation who was transitioning from agriculture in the village to the typical job or, or, or a business, um, kind of. And, and they started realizing the importance of education. So that was like first generation. So, but unfortunately, my father passed away at very young age when I was around 10 years old. So I could not get many learnings from him. So, but in India we have kind of a combined family. So my uncle was, my uncle was, uncle family was actually taking care of me along with my mother. So one thing uh, I learned while growing up was like to take academics seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but that time, that time only thing important was like to get your exams passed. Okay, getting good grades in exams. 
passing competitive exams. That's mm. it. But you were so, just going to a standard general public school, nothing special? Nothing special, just public Regular school. school. Oh. I started there. And only uh, one more thing, actually, the, it was thought that time that if you are naturally intelligent and work hard, so you can, you can pass any exam despite of any other factor. Mm. So if you are failing in any exam, it's solely your fault. No other. <laughs> so, if, if you're intelligent, yeah. If you are, it means you either you are not intelligent or not working hard. Right. So, so uh, I completed my schoolings and then um, because uh, in the lack of my you know father's supervision and also economically also I was not very strong that time. <laughs> so uh, I could not choose uh, a typical um, career path of engineering or medicine, mm. which was taking a lot of money for competitive exam preparation. So I simply joined um, a science university and uh, proceeded my bachelor's in science, which was very cheap to do mm. economically. Mm. And is that so, so, is that a university that's just close to home? Yeah. <clears throat> like in Canada, the country is very vast. So most people, I, I, I think, still probably do their bachelor's close to home and then specialize for their master's after going to a specified or specialized school. Um, but is that the same for you guys? Actually, in my state, uh, there is a concept of affiliation, college, affiliated colleges. Okay. So university campus might be uh, a little far, but you will always get a college nearby where you, get, you, you can get a, admission and study there. Mm. So that's what I did in my bachelor's. And is the competition to get in, I, I was going to ask about the competition, yeah. in, because Korea is the most highly competitive place I've ever mm -hmm. seen in terms of academics. And India has 1.3, 1.4 billion people. Right. And I mean, people compare it to China, but they always don't realize that it's only like a fifth of the size of China. Like it's so densely populated. Mm -hmm. In China, if you're if you're in the north or the south, you probably don't, you know, go to the other place. But in India, I mean, it's it's very very tight and small country. Is the competition? The same there or is something like that getting into a science university is that standard is that everybody so can do it or going to a science university for bachelor degree is still it's not that competitive okay. uh, initially but after i completed my bachelor's bsc that is called bsc there so uh, bachelor of science right. after that i realized i'm not going anywhere with this so i have to take <laughs> so then i have to compete okay so i have to go to some good university even for masters in mm. science so I started preparing uh, for for competitive exam for one year almost. So because I did not have much money, so I taught some um, high school students chemistry yeah. and yeah. also learned trained myself. Yeah, yeah. And then before like six months or so before exam, I just ran away from home uh, to to get kind of coaching. So I collected some money during, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then I I just took a coaching for six months. You ran away doesn't mean you abandoned your your family. You just I you, almost abandoned actually. Oh, you did. In my case. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something they would frown my, upon? Running yeah. away to get more help yeah. to get a Go better education. <laughs> so my uncle was running a small business actually, and mm -hmm. I was helping throughout my school, and you know, so I was hardly getting any time to study myself. Okay. So I wanted to just get rid of from yeah. that situation. And that was kind of, uh, that worked like a, like a trigger for me. Yeah. It was not kind of, uh, you know, my thrust for education or anything. Mm. It was kind of getting getting rid of that, that bubble. What, what was the response from your family? When you, like most kids in Canada don't run away for education and say, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving, I'm going to study, see you later. You guys don't support my studies <laughs> enough. 
it's it's more the other way. So, I want freedom. I'm leaving. See you later. Only person who supported me in my this decision was my mother. She told, okay, whatever you think you can do. Okay. So the rest of the family would hope that you stay home and yeah. work in the shop. So my uncle family was kind of uh, they. they they protested against it, against my decision, and they told, you don't have to come back if you fail. It was so, wow. oh, wow. <laughs> so serious. That's, because so, that's enough to, so, yeah. that'll top up your motivation. Yeah, eh? so, <laughs> I, I teach a bunch of the Nepalese, Indian, mm-hmm. Pakistani kids here, and I, I, I feel like sometimes they have so much weight on their shoulders, and I can't comprehend, mm-hmm. you know, when they miss class for three weeks because they have to work to pay their tuition because their parents paid their life savings to get mm-hmm. them here. And they better not fail. It's yeah. don't come back without good paperwork and money and jobs and <laughs> don't even think of coming back. And another thing, actually, my, I had younger brother. So what I decided in earlier phase of my life was I will do, I will support my uncle with with his business, whatever it is. When I was very young, mm. and I will I will support my brother for education. Mm. So my uncle, okay, respected his my decision. Okay, that's fine. You help us here. So they send my brother for uh, for good education. They spend some money there. So I had kind of uh, you know that kind of burden mm. on me. Now I have to work hard in business. Yeah. But only prob I was not able to. I I found that maybe it's it's not made for me when I grew up. Mm. So I also wanted to ra- yeah. run away from yeah. that, that situation. Yeah. I think a lot of people. Are, yeah. We always question if a dad has a a very successful business. Mm. Why doesn't the son or the daughter want to continue on? But I think. You know, a lot of times the um, dreams are bigger. Dreams are bigger, but when it's forced on you, yeah, yeah, the, the, you're. I think your automatic, um, your yeah. automatic emotions. Some, just something is built in, like you realize that okay, I'm not done for this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, from very initial phase, I hated when when I I can make out what I will be after five years or ten years. That profession is <laughs> not interesting yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. That's why and I that, like one year yeah, contracts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keeps me on my so toes. that's why it is working for me now also. So I now also I am on contract. So I I don't know. Maybe next year I may change my plan to move somewhere else. Yeah. I, I look I back like and think of that and think, <laughs> if you became a public school teacher, I was studying education to be a teacher at home, and if I got that job at 24, mm-hmm. that's the next 45 years of just being a teacher. Right. And I thought, wow. I'm so glad that didn't pan out and I ended up traveling all over the world because what an adventure I've been on now. And I think, oh, I just don't like that feeling of knowing the next 10 years is already set in stone, 20 years, you know what's going to happen. So I just uh, moved away with, with a you know few books and uh, even I did not buy ticket for, for the train. I just Without ticket, I, I took a train and going to a direction and just that uh, that's not hard so, <laughs> there's so, 10 million I knew which on city train. i have to reach which city yeah. i have to reach so i just landed there i found one 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 friend who helped me to settle there free of cost so what was that a uh, i i don't know typically how you guys do but is that a friend from a family friend or a friend from school or he was from the same city Okay, so I he was already idea, over there. He's studying there okay. in the same university where I wanted to get admission. Okay. Uh, that is also another another Indian Institute of Technology. That is instead of Kanpur, it is Roorkee. Okay. So it is. It was like uh, three hours uh, train journey mm. to this that place, and then I landed to his room directly. Okay. <laughs> now I I don't want to go back to my home. Yeah. So you have to. Once you, you get have that to suggest taste. me what to do. 
how I will pass this competitive exam. I did not have any idea. I think it's so yeah. cool that you can depend on, it's really a sense of community mm -hmm. that doesn't exist where we're from, where you can just go shack up with a buddy and say, hey, I don't know what to do, but I don't want to be at home. Guide me, help me, yeah. mentor me, show me. You mentioned that typically at home you didn't have to think about meals or, or anything. It was always, everything was always kind of provided. It, it's there, yeah, it's cheap. Food when, is cheap. If, even if you have to buy, it's, it's not that expensive. But when you ran away, what were some of the biggest obstacles you faced? Uh, so that time, money was biggest obstacle. So I have to find a cheaper place to stay because all the time I cannot stay with that uh, that friend. <laughs> he was he was in a university hostel and um, in in the hostel it was not permissible to keep any any outsider. Well, you. When you told me the Seoul National, yeah. you moved in with your brother. I thought probably the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think of all my students, and I'm like, <laughs> so so. But the, I will always thank him he introduced me to a teacher who was actually conducting some conducting some kind of coaching for for that competitive exam mm -hmm. and he told he may or may not take you so first thing you have to do you touch his feet as, as a guru okay yeah, right. so i just went there yeah. i just laid down on, on his feet I, to, I i don't want to go back to my home so something he saw in me Mm. And then he took me. Wow! He literally, me. literally laid down on his feet. Yeah, laid down. That, oh. that was literally I did. Because it so was because I did not have any choice there. That's a, that's a huge sign <laughs> of respect. Yeah. Yes. In India. Yeah. And it was so, so different when I went there, mm. and learned that the feet are the most, you know, worshipped part, and we should we should honor the feet. And mm. because in Korea, they it's always. Uh, that's the dirtiest part, right? Like, mm. don't show your feet. Don't yeah. turn your feet up. Yeah. Don't stick your feet out. Mm. And I'm I'm a big guy. I'm not a I'm not a, as pliable as the Koreans are. The Gumbies that just you know do yoga at the dinner table. So for me, my feet always seem to be in the way or out or, and I think, oh, don't show your feet. To hide your feet, to put them down. So to go to India and, and see them worship the feet was really interesting for me. Coming from here, where yeah. it's like the feet are. You know, don't, nobody Size wants 14, to see your yeah. feet. Nobody wants to look at them. So once you did that and he, what about in yeah, terms of food and, and laundry so and that, living? That comes afterwards. So then I, I kind of started searching a, a place to live there. And uh, the teacher actually, he helped me. He, um, he told me that area, you may find some, some cheaper accommodation. So I just went there. Do, I was just knocking the doors. Do you have a you know room um, for for some, you know stay for like five to six months? So luckily I found one, and uh, that was kind of kind of abandoned house. Nobody was living there for <laughs> five to six Not years. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was living, and uh, there was some rumor that there is some ghost or something. Yeah. So nobody was coming. I don't care about ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to study. So. I was I was scared, but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> Going back was more scary for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. Uncle, so I Uncle found stick. a house. I cleaned that house and then started living there. Luckily, uh, my one of my friends from my back home, he also wanted to pursue the same <laughs> same path. Somehow he got motivated from yeah. me, or I don't know what happened. He joined me. So you he followed came. the first guy. Now this guy's yeah, following you. Follow, follow. And now your whole village is moving so, to... Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> one friend came. So we started living together. So I don't know his motive uh, about his motivation. 
<laughs> so after two weeks of studying, he just just simply left. Okay, this is not for me. I sure. cannot I cannot pass in this exam. Too many ghosts in this house. But oh. but what he did, he started cooking food for me. So he helped me a lot during nice. my preparation period. So I <laughs> so I was just focusing on books and everything because I did not study so hard in my <laughs> you know <laughs> in my university before that. And for six months, I did not see anything. Just day from morning. 5 a.m. to night, 1 or 2 a.m., I was just studying simply. Wow. One subject. So, the, yeah, it's weird. It's a different system, obviously, in India that mm. you need an entrance exam to get into a, a master's degree. Yeah. You're, see, I, I think for us, a, a bachelor's qualifies you for... The, I, but you don't automatically get in. No, no. Actually, not for every master's. Oh, okay. In okay. IIT, particularly. in the, To enter in this uh, school, oh, okay, okay. in this university, I think you have to appear for exam. Uh, so, serious field. Yeah. Education. They just take anyone, eh? These are... The, <laughs> that time, there were only six. Six of them. Oh, wow. Six yeah. positions? Six, six universities. Oh, okay. Throughout India. In 1.2 billion population, only six. You made the and cut? And for that particular subjects in each university, there there were only twenty five to thirty seats only. So and uh, what is do you know? Are you familiar with the competition ratio to get into those, or could you guess a percentage? I had no idea. Correct. But I mean, do you think you have to be in the top one percent or or? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I did not have any idea about my aptitude back then. I just right. simply started pre preparing. Just after filling the uh, form registration form, I started preparation without uh -huh. thinking anything about yeah. the result. So, so then I guess it's safe to say that you're, you have a very high level of intellect. No, 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 I don't think so. But otherwise you wouldn't, you wouldn't have been able to get into this. I think my uncle family, he was a huge trigger. There, there was a driving force he was, behind he was, this. He was the ghost. But that's, I, when <clears throat> I, I was asking, um, one of my students is a, is a painter and she, one of her paintings was accepted into the Korean national art thing mm -hmm. and i said wow you're very you're very talented like you must are you born with that or is it is it hard work and i think she tacked it up to hard work i think she tied she's like i just worked at it it was but i don't know yeah what, what would you how would you because if it's only 30 people in seven six or seven universities i mean that at a 1.4 billion but we have to think too not everyone wakes up in the morning and goes i want to get into IIT. right but but, but a still lot of people do though oh they do oh, okay whole cities based on that's your way to escape these universities no way that's your way to escape so uh, how how did i estimate my my aptitude because when i started a coaching class hmm. and then uh, in that coaching class probably there were around 30 35 students hmm. so within two weeks i i started asking questions to them that how many hours you study daily and something like that and then soon I realized I have to at least study three to four times what they are studying to match with their, their aptitude. Wow. That was very clear to me within two weeks. <laughs> so, so I just uh, made that much time. And By all means necessary. That's awesome, man. Uh, you said when you went there, you had no idea what the test was like or what, you just knew you wanted to get away from your hometown. Yeah, yeah. That was the only, only thing, only driving force. Was Honestly. it all or nothing? You would do anything to... Yeah, yeah. I did not have any choice. So I, I did not know what I would have done if I, I would have failed in that exam. So that exam is... Laid on uncle's of... feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I say that the, the, the chance of failing was very high. Yeah, very, very high. high. Yeah, yeah, very, very high. Because so... you knew nothing about it going in and now having to see how difficult it is to enter. Yeah. And that time I was I was a huge believer in God also. 
or luck or god those yeah. factors mattered a lot yeah. actually so yeah, yeah so but i think to having not mm-hmm. having a safety net it's the same uh, not on the same scale obviously mm-hmm. but me coming here and not having any safety net that mm-hmm. lights the fire under your butt and you go ah, you know this is it's do or die you don't want to go home with your tail yeah. between your legs right the dark night story What's that? The, the Batman Dark Knight story. Is that it? And I, I had, I had nothing to, nothing yeah. to lose. <laughs> That's more important. Yeah. So we think same. We mm. When we, you know, get pushed out of a university here or there <laughs> and they, whatever, and you think, ah, I, now, I, now I'm out of my comfort zone. Okay, well, let's go. Get at it and get back at her. Yeah. You got to get back on the horse. Sometimes the best catalyst for, luckily, you know, for motivation. Still, I, I continue that kind of attitude. Kiddish, kiddish attitude. Mm. So I just throw myself in anything. And then... So, would you now you've been here and and you've been around the Korean academics for a while? Would you compare that pressure or that competitiveness to get into IIT similar to what the students go through here? I think when I when I graduated from IIT, I was completely different person. So I got like very very tight training in my PhD mm-hmm. for five five years almost daily eighteen hours. Uh, in, in oh, the laboratory oh, oh, oh. Jeez, almost so wow. so that made me what i am today so before iit and after iit is completely different episode yeah so. okay but i want i want to ask you now then about uh, efficiency you say you were studying three to four times as much as the average kid in your class was studying yeah. to get in <clears throat> in korea they spend a lot of time in the laboratory mm-hmm. a lot of time in the office at, at the big companies but they're still ranked one of the least efficient countries in the world. Yeah. And I have a hard time believing it's hard work. For some people, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. But in general, in my experience, it's so inefficient. And we could do the same amount of stuff. And when I was at UNIST, I mean, the foreign, the foreign students would leave the laboratories at 5, 6 o'clock. And they'd say, mm-hmm. I'm not staying. But the Korean students just couldn't say that. And there was no, you know, laying on their feet. It was just, yes, 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 yes. It, 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 I mean, in the same kind of way, right? Just whatever it takes, I'll do it because I, my parents invested everything in me. I'm here and I have to do this. But I don't think any of them, in, I mean, most of them don't seem to enjoy their time. And they're in the laboratory till 11, 12, 1 in the morning. But he's, I mean, just I to contrast that, he did 18 hours and he reflects back on that and said that was but, his most formative but it depends on motivation, actually. Because yeah. what is your what is your target? What do you want to achieve? Yeah. But here he's trying to run away from yeah. his uncle. Yeah. yeah. The Korean kids are being forced into this by their parents from yeah. from middle school. It's, so it's a back, very different perspective, I think. Back to what we talked about last time. Is it possible to to be as successful as you by being externally motivated, or do you need it to come from the inside? It has to come from inside. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. uh, you cannot spend that much time simply studying. Mm. And that's what you find. These yeah, guys are, yeah, yeah. are on their phones doing coupon, net, internet shopping, and they're, they're not focused on, on what they're supposed to and be doing. That is also true. All the students are also not like that. So there are right. always stereotypes, of course. There are, you know, you have to show uh, a typical behavior, mm. typical standard behavior of a student. Mm. But what I have observed during last uh, 10 years, if you have 10 graduate students, three or four will be very, very different. And they will, they will pursue a completely different path. And six or seven will follow the typical, stereotypical behavior. Yeah. So always there are, it depends. Like uh, it's The bell, the bell curve, right? Something. You're going to have the three that don't do anything, yeah. the seven that do the normal I have stuff. two graduate students. If I go now uh, on Sunday, 
they will be in laboratory yeah. no i did not ask them to mm, work yeah. on sundays but but they will be from their own interest from their own motivation i <laughs> i remember <clears throat> we would teach some some non credit stuff at unist and the kids would sign up for the non credit courses just to get out of the laboratory mm-hmm. and and once the thing is i i felt like once they got into the laboratory they were kind of trapped because if they ever tried to leave it was like betrayal to leave your professor to go to another laboratory or to change your your major track was a betrayal of the professor who who let you in as a sophomore or a a junior into his laboratory that he wasted his time effort mentoring you and now it wasn't okay to say you know what this isn't for me now <clears throat> they frown upon that and then you you're stuck there for and if you leave they ruin your name everywhere right, else right right you are right i know so, at least five people currently in unest who have the same problem <laughs> so that's why many supervisors uh, they don't take like students only for master course only for two years they take commitment that you master will pursue like whole three three plus two five five yeah, years yeah. as a phd so but uh, after like one or two years students also start realizing this this lab is not for me so i'm going to say yeah what do you on. and then they start appearing in these mojips you know this uh, um, uh, interviews uh, samsung or other other companies mm. without telling their supervisor uh-huh. once they get job everything then they suddenly leave they just leave that's yeah. what they follow do yeah. you think it's easier to have a, a more open channel of communication where they could say hey professor this isn't for me hey oh, definitely, definitely no problem i support that i understand it's not for everybody would you feel like it, it was a waste of resources or understanding that hey that's going to happen it's built into the program we we accept that a certain percentage of people will not complete the whole term. actually many professors they have ambitions and they want to uh, keep the the weight of those ambitions on the shoulders of young students mm. that is a major problem mm. so they 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 think that you know if some student has come to join their lab he should produce this much you know work Mm. but that that should not be the condition if if the student is not interested in that research area why why he will work for 5 years mm. in his prime age yeah is like tw- 25 years old person you are taking is like 4 to 5 years you should be more responsible is your is your yeah. job more directing the students or yeah. are, you, are you you're you're directing the yeah. the thing okay but but not so much but like final decisions are made uh, by by a director of the laboratory okay okay, okay. so if like uh, I am just on the daily basis I am supervising students. Okay, okay. I am taking their reports and I am observing them, teaching them. Okay, okay. But if like academic decisions if some but some student want to uh, withdraw from PhD program, mm. those decisions are made by by a director, mm. not okay. by me. Some again that I read uh, that you wrote about new education policy. Yeah. Uh in the blurring of subject boundaries. um is this at an elementary middle school high school level or is this are you were you were were you referring to uh to post secondary actually when when i studied and maybe it is continuing now also so mm-hmm. after middle school in india in state boards uh, i think uh, you can you can choose either going to science mm. or commerce okay. or arts okay okay So if you are going to arts you will not get to study any uh, mathematics or science uh, science subject. Okay okay I get it. Okay. Yeah. So for example <laughs> so there is a stereotype yeah. if you are nothing go take science and yeah, engineering. Yeah yeah. 
if you have a lot of money and you have family business go to commerce ah okay okay it was hopeless go to arts <laughs> so yeah so you, it's very streamlined you want to do arts yeah. and you're, you're, you're not being exposed to anything else right right that's after middle school after middle school in the high school in high school okay yeah. wow <laughs> very specialized very yeah. specialized oh. so for example i i um, opted for mathematics mm. i did not study any biology in my high school that was that was uh, now i am realizing because the problems research problems they are so versatile and they are so new they involve like all kind of knowledges basic knowledges yeah. i have to st- restudy mm. everything sure yeah. <laughs> so it's faster than we yeah. can keep track of right yeah. This new new policy yeah. which you were talking about, so they are I think trying to make it more liberal. So you can choose like while being a science student, you can opt for a art subject, yeah, or commerce okay. subject. That's that's what we have at yeah, home. Yeah, I think yeah. that that should be the. It's general. kind of more like American system now. Yeah. Yeah. And and getting a good smattering. I don't know what's yeah. the what's the word. A good variety uh, variety of of classes But when you're only young. problem like uh. you can you can educate students you can give them liberty to choose any subject mm. but but I think what matters is like what kind of grasping level they have what kind of uh, teaching they are getting those those factors will matter a lot Absolutely. and also what what is your target so if you want to uh, again after your high school if you want to again start the rat race of competitive exams like going going to some engineering colleges mm. or um, medicine then again the same problem will persist it will not matter which subject you studied mm. so you will you will forget all those things yeah i think <laughs> the they said the a, a big problem at home anyways is well, we have the option of uh, of choosing our elective you have your your one stream or wherever you want to go but you do have electives and that's even the same in, in, even in university right in university too yeah, yeah. Yeah. I when i but, i was the first year i think at u of m that it, implemented university one and there was a big debate they said it's going to be it's still going to be a four-year degree but it's the difference is that you're going to have a lot less students deferring or or transferring to another major in second and third year because what they were finding was that people have no idea what they want going into university mm-hmm. so they would go and they got to go into science or arts and then two years later they say i don't like this i want to change my major right, right. so you're three years into a five-year education degree and you transfer and you have nothing mm-hmm. and only half of your stuff transfers so they made university one where you have to take both streams and you have to take a, a variety from from the whole spectrum and after first year university you can declare your major mm-hmm. but if you know if you're dead set going in and you know you want to do sports medicine you can go directly into the science field that mm-hmm. you want to study so That's if you exactly knew it, my university was. if you knew what you wanted you could take the focused approach if you didn't know you could take a general approach but regardless it didn't change the amount of years you were going to have to study for your degree right and i think the results coming out years later were that a lot more students knew after first year what they wanted or or they were much more connected to what they actually wanted compared to when they entered university so i think that's a good approach to just have that first year to get your feet wet I I was going into kinesiology. I had no idea what kinesiology was. What is it? Sports medicine. Okay. And and then once I got in it was like physics and 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 then it was human and that. And I was like, "Why do I need physics for kine? Well, you got to take this to pass at least the same mm. getting that general first year in." I was like, "Biology, I hate biology. <laughs> got to take it." I I mean, exercise phys, human phys, no problem. I I that's what I wanted to do, but you had to go overcome all these other obstacles to get there. I was like, 
And they're just weeders, right? They take mm-hmm. out the, they just weed. They take out all the kids who aren't serious. Right, right. Because if you're serious like you, you buckle down and do it. So in IIT, for example, the first year is like that. So you got to study all all subjects, I think. Yeah. Even, so we study this yeah. uh, very, very streamlined yeah. in high school. And then we again brought up in university. Yeah. Yeah. What about in terms of uh, teaching methodology when you were at IIT? Is uh-huh. it just your professor, here's your book, you go do what you want, or are they... It, it is one way, actually. We were just listening lectures for, oh, yeah? for, for like one and a half, one hour or so. Hmm. So it was like kind of one-sided all the time. Hmm. So because the class size was was huge, it's in the first year, second year, first year, I think hmm. it is. If you take some engineering course, uh, the number of students will be more than 50, 60 uh, in I a class. 120 people. 120 people. Like 350. So, my, I was going to say, yeah, but that's undergrad yeah. though. Yeah. In, my, in my undergrad, it was... Same, 400, 500 people in a lecture. <laughs> so, yeah. teacher was simply, you know, showing PowerPoint slides, yeah, and, yeah. and it was one way. <laughs> what about when you're teaching now? Now, now I'm not teaching. I'm just supervising. Oh, so, yeah, so right. I'm having just meetings, daily meetings with mm-hmm. a couple of students. So, mostly it is one is to one. So, so I think this way is better. If you can, like, if nowadays the information is so easily available, even even in university level, if you recommend some students, like you go to this website, you go to the, for example, MIT, uh, you know, Courseware, YouTube channel, you can take any course, whatever you want. Now come with the problem, what what we can solve for you. And let's address it one to one or in a shorter group. So it's like flip, flip classroom approach. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, it may may be better. Going back to to the running away and, and studying, and when you were when you were living there in, in the ghost house and did you stay in touch with your family the whole time or no 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 that time actually mobile phone was not there okay it so was, was two thousand one yeah so once so, you got in you must have what was this what was the feeling when you got accepted or got I, a letter I or? talked to my mother only once when my grandmother oh. passed away in between right and I had to go for for one night to see her last time. Mm. Okay, so that time I called. They didn't catch you. Yeah, so so somehow they got some the contact of me through my teacher, mm. and then they informed me. Okay, this this happened. Yeah. So I went for a, for a night there, and then came back. And and <laughs> and once you got accepted to IIT, what was that feeling like? Oh my God, I cannot explain it. So so in all India rank, uh, I got like ten. Wow. Yeah. Tenth so in I all was, of India. Yeah, yeah, all of India. Jeez that time. Louise. So it was. Um, means, Give us an idea. How many people would apply for those universities? Maybe it was the comp- th- that competition was organized in many cities of India, and probably. For me, that, I remember one point two million people applied for yeah. ten thousand seats. <laughs> so it was oh huge God. for me. I could not yeah. believe. Like, so hold on, is that exam for all eight universities, or is that just for I IIT? It's for all, all yeah, for all eight, eight of them. IITs. Yeah, IITs, eight yeah. IITs. Ah, okay. Together. 1.2 million apply for 10,000 positions? Yeah. So that'd be 10,000 uh, first year students. For all. Your yeah. foot massage games are <laughs> Or that's. <laughs> yeah, those guys must have so. nice feet. <laughs> oh, they got strong hands. Um, trying to get hey, it. And, uh, okay, let me clear. It's not like we worship feet. Yeah. It's like I respect you so much that I can't touch your feet. Right. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually typical uh, respect behavior. Yeah. Um, I did not have any intention about it. I just, I was finding the way to interact with him, connect yeah. with him. Absolutely. And he yeah. was a very old person. He was retired from a university. He yeah. was around 70 years old. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we joke in in the yeah. slideshow that we used to do at when we taught in the same school yeah. there. It was different introductions from all over the world. So, and there's some that, you know, rub their noses together. Other what was the is that the Bedouin men? They they rub their noses together. They ah, there's a bunch of different Oh, the Maori the Maori kinda headbutt headbutt each other and the one from India was they they uh, they touch a feet, feet as a yeah. as the ultimate sign of respect. Yeah. So I did not have anything to show to him. So I did not have any subjective yeah. skills. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, so I how I can you know uh, tell him the actual story? Convey why, your. Why? I always wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Do they just have a lineup of kids outside their door waiting to to lay on their feet and pick me, please pick no, me? No, but what I mean, if you do have nothing to offer, that's yeah. a, a great way to convey your 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 full intent. And, yeah. and I think he can. So later on, I I heard. That that without any solid recommendation he doesn't take any student like recommendations come from very reputed people like some so ministers oh, you didn't close the door yeah so later on i realized it i got how <laughs> lucky i got when i so he just yeah. had a feeling about you maybe some connection <laughs> cosmic connection i i, he checks I don't your know. cast or your name in the in the directory yeah and uncle okay. uncle owns the shop okay we got him and he was very serious about about fee and you know money also that time. he was very serious with the other students right and i did not have any that time right means i had few but i could not give all the money to him sure. so i i told him my my economic situation also right so he never asked me the money also i gave him in the last but the whole time you're there he didn't ask he, for them yeah he didn't ask wow this sounds it like slumdog millionaire or something it was such a such a connection <laughs> it changed my wow. whole life amazing do you still is he still alive i don't think so that time he was in uh, in india would you go back and repay him once you once you get in i mean is, in korea that teacher student relation actually, goes on forever once i went in my uh, convocation uh, you know because he was living in the same city okay so i went in that uh, neighborhood i rang his door but uh, nobody was there that mm, time that's too bad yeah maybe the, the best way to repay him is to continue yeah. on your career and yeah. and and plant the seeds in other students so 10th Tenth out of roughly over a million people. No, that was. Sort I'm of, not sure about his. that million people. No, but he he, he was ranked tenth. He said of the whole. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I I don't have right now any idea how many. I'll I'll find it and I'll post it. But I just knew that I am going to that university now. <laughs> so, but there was another hurdle. There was a there was a fee to be deposited, registration fee. Right, so, that's one thing is getting so, in, right? Getting in is one, and, and then also ten is like you can choose your university, and you can also choose your major. Yeah. You mean out of the out of the eight ITTs, you can pick which one? Yeah, you can choose which one. Is one of them better than the other, or kind of? Some of them are better at computer science. There is a counseling process uh, okay. which uh, where you can choose, you can opt but for better. For example, university. if you get like two thousand, you might not get the best university for computer ed science. Okay. So that that is for bachelor programs. That is for. I am not talking about JE exam. I am talking about oh, master's, uh, master's program. Mm. So so the, I think. The competition is not that high, like like IITJ exam, mm. but but I think a couple of, I don't know, more than ten thousand or maybe yeah. half a million. I I am still not, wild. I don't, yeah, that's still a huge number. Yeah. yeah. So tell tell me, how did you find out? Was it was it an email? Was it a phone call? Was it a, a, a internet, letter in the mail? Internet. That time internet was there, so we used to go. We did not have internet in our our home. Mm -hmm. um, there were like internet cafe, cafe, cafe. Yeah, yeah. yeah so i just went there on a black screen i just opened a website with the help of uh, somebody and then i found okay i got in <laughs> so just then 
Is I started any... thinking how to arrange registration fee now because I knew <laughs> it was it was one problem after another. Did you phone your mom right away? Did you? What did you do? Then I remembered my uncle. I went again to him. Yeah. I I did not have any choice. Yeah. <laughs> because I finished my money um, while pre- preparing for exam. Right. Everything I did not have any money. But you, you again you're not going back as a failure. You're going back as like hey, I'm ready yeah, to take yeah, the next yeah. step. I, had I, confidence I did it. Yeah. I had confidence. What is what is that scene like? Do they still think I don't care. I want you working in the shop or is that wow. So, you're like yeah. a god now. Actually that shop was started by my father. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately he passed away. then it it came like a like a sharing business mm. uh, with my with my mother and uh, my uncle's family the so, shared business so i just proposed the idea of like if if you going if you are not going to pay me I, i'm just simply split this business it was so extreme nice so <laughs> came in with the iron fist so it yeah. was like straight forward talk right with my uncle so so you went back there to make money to pay for iit so i think he helped me kind of helped me. <laughs> so he accepted that it you were you succeeded and that you you accomplished something pretty incredible and Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he realized support. it actually. He realized that awesome. he has something he can achieve. Earlier they were not believing me. I even I was not believing myself yeah. so how they would <laughs> But until you do so, it, I mean those numbers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyone who any professional athlete, any a- anything with those odds, no one But someone has to do it. But it's hard to believe in yourself without. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So they helped me in first year. So second year, uh, I did well in first year. They are even in university, so I got a scholarship in second year. Oh, nice. So Thank second you. year was full free of cost for me. Beautiful. There was like uh, merit merit come means something like that. Some fellowship was there. Right. So. And you said in mm-hmm. when you were at IIT, you were studying eighteen hours a day in the laboratory. Yeah. So after that, uh, in two initial two years, I just studied subjects. very less laboratory yeah. because i was okay. poor in 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 the subject wise yeah because i did not have a privileged um, schooling period Actually, yeah. so after that after studying realizing okay which which is good for me i opted for organic chemistry molecular chemistry and then started my phd from a different university mm-hmm. iit kanpur cool so when when did the family come into this when did you get married in this yeah. whole right right so were you married before you went to new york Yes, no, no, not before that. In between. In between. Yeah. So uh, my wife, I met my wife uh, in in my master's course. So okay. uh, uh, in IIT Roorkee. So we studied together. But that time we, <laughs> in the second year, we started feeling for each other, mm. and then we decided to do PhD together uh, in in from another university, IIT Kanpur. We moved there. But there the schedule was so tight we could not even think to get. So married. she she got in there as well. Yeah, she also got got in there. <laughs> she waited for for wow. six months, I think, to go because for for going to PhD you have to pass another exam. There is a like junior re- research fellowship program. If you don't pass that exam, you are not going to get any money during your PhD. Wow! So there also the competition lies. So I luckily I I succeeded there also. Mm-hmm. So right. in my second year of my master's course, <clears throat> I qualified that exam. I got fellowship. But same time, my wife did uh, future wife did not get into, yeah. so she waited six months to get into the same university. And then you split and went to New York by yourself. Yeah, that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got lots of feelings, but not that many. Here, <laughs> what what was the the family then your girlfriend? What was their reaction to you deciding to go to New York? 
actually it was very typical for after phd everybody uh, from that university was going to some postdoctoral research in different countries it's expected and yeah. united states was like most preferred location for for postdoctoral training that's what i did so after that actually uh, till i came here nothing was kind of non typical everything mm. just in in a flow it happened right. everybody was achieving those By things the yeah, yeah. Ah. so so mom uncle everyone knew once you finish you're gone yeah. you're going to be going somewhere so in between actually in the second year so my uncle uh, thought okay something has to be done i don't know what happened so they just splitted from us and just left us mm. without any economic security huh. so uh, so i did not have any after that i did not have any contact with my uncle right and what about your girlfriend so she uh, she did phd um, around the same time time frame so so she waited like one year to to get married after Un- phd until you came back from new york yeah and and you 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 jumped right in the deep end i mean man have you had you traveled outside of india until that never, point never never So your first experience first is straight into Manhattan. Manhattan. <laughs> I was just looking like this. Huge buildings. Oh my god. Yeah. What what, what, what was it like? I was even hesitating to go to grocery shops. Uh, there I means how to I knew English. I could communicate in my this uh, typical Indian accent mm. but but I was not getting what other persons are people are speaking. Mm. They're, they're, so I, fast. There's an adjustment so fast. It was so fast. Right. <laughs> so So I I used to take help from from another friend okay just go with me so I was kind of dependent initially mm. <laughs> for one month or two months no and slowly I started picking up confidence and yeah. being independent wow that's wild <clears throat> now i mean some have written down here you and your wife are both phd's yeah <laughs> i i'm really interested in the in the conversation at the dinner table but after work mm-hmm. is it hard to unwind or unplug and separate work work and life I find with my prior working experience before coming to Korea it was easy mm-hmm. your your work finishes I don't have to think about it until I'm I'm taking a shower to go there tomorrow with teaching a little different there's always a lesson plan or or oh I have to prep this or it's always on your mind mm-hmm. Saturday night Sunday you can you can unplug a bit but how is it in terms of uh you and uh, you and your wife is it easy to separate your work and life or is actually, it actually research is even worse research you I never stop so, working yeah so it doesn't matter night day something is running in your brain mm. and that happens with everyone yeah. so like we we try not to discuss uh, the work related things mm. in the home when yeah. we are with the kids but we cannot stop our you know inner side of brain you know of so course. so <laughs> so at times but, we have yeah but is it is it that bad is it that, like i mean you're you're clearly interested in your in your career and you've you've uh, put lots of effort into into getting to putting yourself into uh into this position mm. is it kind of happy reflections on your work or when you're thinking about it at night you're like oh you know is it, is that stressful every day is not same actually yeah. so there are like several ups and downs okay. so uh, whoever is in the research career one day you are like on the seventh heaven you are yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> another day you are feeling like what what i am doing i'm like why where i am leading to yeah so, the ebbs and flows so are... you started asking some philosophical questions yeah. <laughs> to yourself yeah. so these things the mood swings are a lot actually in research yeah so uh, we both of us suffer from this i'll give you a testimony uh, last week i have been writing my paper yeah 
and yesterday my dream was that I was making a graph and I clicked something and everything got deleted. Then you woke up with a had a heart attack. <laughs> oh man. That's uh, a <laughs> so, uh, scary stuff. Yeah. One so of the unless reasons you're, uh, unless you are immersed in something else yeah. like this or running or something else yeah. it's you never actually unplug disconnect yeah. yeah yeah so but one of the reasons yeah. actually we decide to uh, come here in Ulsan every weekend is this to unwind yeah, yeah. to you know if i am in uh, pohang postek i will be in my office even in saturday or sunday yeah. i cannot uh, avoid myself <laughs> when i see my student is there so he will ping me i will i will reach there yeah. to help him I've heard lots of complaints about from the undergrads at uh, about the Unist campus. Can you make a compelling argument for wanting to live out there? Ah, uh, to live out what there. What complaints Actually, have from, you heard? It's boring. There's nothing to do. You can't. From uh, student, young student yeah. perspective, I'm not sure because yeah. I'm now 40 years old. Mm. So I, I have different priorities, different mindset. I, I can tell you from a young <laughs> yeah. perspective. When I when I ride my bike out there, it's it's. Gorgeous. Like I, w- I would spend my whole my whole day so there. That's, that's so nice. That's yeah. why I think it's good if you're doing your master's or your PhD. It's a good place to focus. There's not a lot of distractions. It's a great place to be. But as a 20 year old undergrad who just studied your ass off to get in there, <laughs> and you want to have a bit of a social life, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Male dorms, female dorms, mm-hmm. and this was, goes back to what I was going to say when I forgot earlier. The guys complaining about the dormitory and stuff or the laboratory hours, they don't know. Like, as, as for, they don't know coming out of high school, like, high school is hell here uh, to pass the Sunung to get into these schools. And then they get there, first year is kind of a breeze, and then it's either Army or I'm going to commit. Master's, PhD. From from sophomore or junior, they're deciding the next seven years that I'm going to try and join a laboratory as a sophomore or junior, and I'm going to pursue a master's and PhD. That's the next seven, eight years of their life. That and they're making this decision at 22. Yeah. So, so these guys, <laughs> like they, they, they just spent three years of, of who knows what in high school and they just want to get out a little bit. So the foreign guys who are in the laboratories and, you know, some of these guys are, are sophomore, junior, some of them are, are doing their master's, but they're going down to Thursday party, right. Friday, Saturday, th- and the Korean kids are there in the laboratory till 11 or 12. <laughs> And I'm at Thursday party, I mean, you know, five, ten years. I'm at Thursday party, and I go, aren't you guys supposed to be in the lab? <laughs> I don't care about the lab. I got to, come on, I came here from Texas. I'm not sitting in a lab for 18 hours. <laughs> and he's like, those Korean kids are crazy, but they don't have a choice. I got a choice, and I'm going downtown. So then the foreign students started getting bicycles. Like, well, I was there 2012, maybe. They started getting bicycles and riding to Guyongli. And some of them started moving to Guyongli and commuting. And then they found Mukadong. And wow, that was a whole new world. And then they ventured all the way to Samsundong. And now lots of them live in Mukadong and they commute and they, and they go both ways. They go to Samsundong for social and they go to Eunice to study. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the Korean kids are stuck, man. Yes, that is are. not a place to do an undergrad. You oh are right. God. Actually, when, when my brother moved uh, here from Seoul, Seoul National University, that is completely different. Your campus. brother is down here now, too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's here. He is working uh, yeah, in the oh, same nice. department like Saurabh. Nice. So we came together here when he got interviewed here. So uh, after visiting this campus, we, we talked to each other whether whether there is a strike <laughs> strike in the campus we could not meet even a single human being there it was closed down yeah. nobody was there small, yeah no one is there so it was uh, kind of surprising for us because Seoul is a completely different place from Absolutely. here yeah. no doubt that, that, that's a healthy yeah. uh, breath of fresh air yeah. you know to uh, 
But Chabili. after I lived here, like I, I started coming every weekend. I realized there are many things like in terms of uh, outing, you know, mm. so fresh air and everything. So mm. I started focusing on the health part mm. more. Then I started liking surroundings of the university. And, and a lot of the students there do come from big cities, Seoul, Busan and the areas, lots of people. And when you talk to them, they will say that this is the most nature and, and fresh air and the most beautiful parts of Korea I've ever seen is living on campus is like a dream here. It's so beautiful <laughs> because they're living in the big city all the time. And they, some people might miss that aspect, but other people do really enjoy mm -hmm. just being free and having fresh air and being in the mountains and stuff. So I think there's something to be said too about, I mean, if you're having weekends off, man, 18 hours in the, if you're always involved in your work, like you said, in, in terms of, of studying more, uh, more subjects or, or having more of a, a broader range, I think that goes for life as well. Yeah. And your your work isn't going to be as effective or or focused if you don't have that, you know, if you can't take that step back for a while to um, to, to get yes, a breath you, of fresh you, air. You've got for, to unwind, definitely. Yeah. At least on weekends. I, I prefer it because you can always go to Samsung, right? But it's there. come back to a very peaceful and quiet place. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's, that's like living in Ulsan. They always say, oh, it's the countryside. It's terrible. Is it? I can go to Busan or Seoul whenever I want. But I don't have to live there. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But some people love the big city. Yeah. And, and I just, I like Ulsan. You can call it whatever you want. I think it's the best city in the country. But we went to Busan yesterday or the day before. And, I mean, it's 45 minutes straight to the beach. Right. It's faster than most people in Busan can get there. Mm, yeah. If they don't live there already yeah. and you've got to transfer two subway lines, I can probably get there faster than they can. Right. So, and, and Seoul, I mean, hey, you want to go? It's a good trip for two days or three days. Right. But my God, I don't, I don't have any desire to live in those big places. Ooh. I lived five to six years, and I got fed up. Like, yeah. you know, so much Just crowd everywhere. Everything. So, <clears throat> well, our, our but you're you're from India. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm from a place in Canada of less than a hundred thousand people. <laughs> as I as I told, I, I got like privileged to stay in campuses. Yeah. Or, you know, from so much, so many years. Yeah. Nice so they are like always less crowded. So outside, of course, it's so you were you were living in Manhattan. Ulsan is Manhattan for me. So in like compared to where I'm from, like, you know, we got 50 story buildings like this is this is New York for me. This is huge. Yeah. In Canada, there's not many cities more than more than a million people. Right. If you're not in Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, I mean, Ulsan's a huge city. <laughs> so. La from last 10 years, I went only twice to India to I stayed. I think less than two months in last 10 years. How does it feel going back? I never feel actually. My mother is also almost living with me now. So I I don't have anybody. She's here? Yeah, she's here. Oh, sweet. So due to thanks to this coronavirus situation. So nice. she could not take her flight. So from. Oh, she couldn't than, go back? For one, more than one year, she's here. Oh, nice. So earlier, actually, uh, we were making her fly every three to three to four months. Mm. Because you and your yeah. brother. You and your brother. No yeah. sisters? No sisters. So it makes sense for her to be here. Yeah. Lucky your uncle didn't come. Eh? It's stuck. <laughs> stuck here for a year. Thank God uncle's only come for two weeks. Yeah. Corona hits. No. <laughs> Thanks to him. <laughs> yeah, no, so when you when you finished in New York, was that a set? I'm going there for two years and then back to India? 100%? Yeah, 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 or? So I had actually, I got so bored in USA because I was doing same thing from <laughs> five to six years. And there actually the job scope is so narrow. You are hired for a specific job or a specific project. Yeah. So you cannot think any, you know, innovation or anything else. Right. You know, it may look like that from outside that 
lot of innovation is taking place. Right. But when you they hire one person for a job, you got to do that do, job. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter, you know, it is interesting for you or not. Yeah. So when when you you said that there wasn't much opportunity in India, so you had gone to New York and then came back and taught. Did you realize then that? Yeah, I don't want to be here and <laughs> yeah very soon very soon actually very soon mm. yeah so my my brother visited me in india when my daughters were born so that time we discussed a lot okay i should move from here mm. so we made a plan nice <laughs> and he's he was already in in terms you mentioned you have two daughters who are 10 years old yeah. now yeah what are your wishes for them what lessons do you uh, do you want to teach them as a actually i'm as a as a dad from very start, I'm not burdening them with so many, uh, you know, asking them again and again, what is your dream? Mm. It is very typical in Korea, asking your big dream <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. My mom tells me, Seoul, Yonsei, or Korea, doctor, <laughs> lawyer, dentist. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to be a YouTuber. Mm. <laughs> no! <laughs> so They have a YouTube channel. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your daughters do? Yeah, so I'm just giving them freedom to learn. And I believe in... Korean education system, elementary at least. Mm. So they are teaching, you know, so many things, good things, I yeah. believe. And also, I don't want to keep them in a foreigner bubble because they have to stay here for a long time. Yeah. They need to understand this society, whatever this society is. Mm. They have to survive here. So if I, I don't have any choice because, you know, I, I cannot send them to uh, some international school. It, it, they are so ex expensive for me. <laughs> okay. So not, not, not just for you, for me too. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very expensive. Yeah. So whatever it is, they have to, they have to compete with Korean students or they have to learn how to survive in Korea. Yeah. Mm. Adapt. Adapt to your surroundings, man. And there is no harm in uh, grinding in early age. Actually, no. if you are, if you are grinding yourself for learning, that's the only age actually after after you grow up like you cross 20 25 you start becoming you your know, your time is towards, your time is less than yeah. this yeah? what's something you want to provide for them um, that you didn't have growing up i mean the uh, there's something to be said about not having much in and i think you can appreciate your success more because you did it but you know you did it by yourself but what's something that you want to provide for your daughters that you didn't have I want to make up. very clear to them, grades are not everything, exams yeah. are not everything. Yeah. You have to live your life. Life is much bigger than these exams. Good. But don't leave any opportunity to learn new things. Expose yourself to, to larger society, open your mind, those kind of things. Like subtle human values, which yeah. will connect you with other humans. Yeah. Uh, maybe despite of nationality, race or anything mm. else. Those kind of... Solid advice, yeah. yeah. Because so, nowadays, information is not a problem. It's, it's like, like, you know, all the time it's available through mm. internet. And now AI is developing. I think after 10 years when my daughters will be working somewhere, maybe AI will be doing so many, so many jobs. Already yeah, already. It already is. Right? So you need more creative people, more open-minded people. Yeah, fully, yeah. fully agree with that. Yeah. But you, you just said that exams aren't everything. Yeah. But in your case, they were. Yeah, they were. In your case, they were... They are still are in India actually. So yeah. so that that and in Korea they are for a lot of for most of the kids mm. the exams are everything still. So how what but do you that, but it depends on your on your What what do you mean when you say that? Do you mean that the exams in Korea aren't everything for them? Don't worry if you're not Yeah, yeah, don't worry if you fail. But it's if, okay. But but if they're in India what what do you think? I mean No, but I think it they depends. want to study no, depends I, on age too. I changed my perspective and it's so now they are privileged actually i i consider them privileged mm -hmm. so i i am always there for them my mm -hmm. wife is also there yeah. so we know 
at least some part of the life like like how life works when i was growing up for me everything was like depending on my grades or my you know hard work intelli- so called intelligence mm-hmm. and those kind of things i want them to be like free of all those things mm-hmm. so they can choose yeah. what they what yeah. they want to do mm-hmm. they can approach with it's a clear, clear mind and just clear mind. and and yeah, I, I not so reactive that, that's what i wish for i don't know yeah. how they will turn out but once but, you yeah. choose something work your ass off for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whatever you choose to do, do it full on. In terms of your remark about exams don't matter. You mean at an early age? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think because your his exams only mattered after right. only your your um, university entrance yeah. exams, right? But for sure I I want not even I, not till masters. To master. Yeah. So like now I heard that means out of four uh, Korean kids like one want to commit suicide something like that. some right. survey came yeah. uh, last month it was horrifying at oh, yeah. 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 the not necessarily that do it but suicide yeah, yeah. ideation but they have tendency yeah ideation. Have tendency. but if thought about yeah thought but if you look at the numbers in north america yeah. i don't think it's that much different it's for other reasons oh. but so the after, numbers at home aren't much different you oh. so after like uh, last 4 to 5 years uh, like after f- uh, focusing on physical health now i am looking more into mental health actually yeah. looking inside and just uh, started doing meditation for from couple of months mm. so i will also teach them these kind of things this kind, kind of, of meditation do you just mindfulness exercises yeah. sitting down uh, not thinking so much yeah just uh, uh, taking emotions as it is yeah i think i yeah. think that's one of the coolest parts here yeah. like We all, we've had a ton of buddies move back to Canada and and a big driving factor was education. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to have the opportunities I had. And I I I never believed that. I never went for that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it's the same and I think the the education system here at least until the end of elementary school is very very strong. Very strong. Yeah. And the kids the kids finish, they most of them speak two languages, most of them can play an instrument, most of them have are are pretty well rounded. Not a ton of sports, but that's you can do that if you want. It's out there. But my daughter does yoga in elementary school and my other daughter does yoga in uh, kindergarten and they they have those mindfulness kind of characters in their courses and I think I don't know if they do that at home or not. They definitely should. But to think that my my 4 and 5 and 6-year-old when they're that age they get to do yoga and start learning that. Yeah. You know, it's not just academics academics. They you know they're doing cooking, they're doing ballet, they're doing lots of this stuff. That's what I really like. and i i don't know if that many opportunities are there at home at such a young age for those things actually managing emotions at every age is important it is key actually oh. for even for students young no students teaches that yeah. right no way. Yeah. there is no formal education yeah. for this it's still and uh, i don't know i don't want to dig too hard into into korean culture but i think kids watching dramas mm-hmm. at a young age <laughs> is is so detrimental yeah. to their to their emotional development when right. they see like I'm angry. <laughs> and these overreactions. And that listen, I, I don't think TV at home is is the oh, yeah. but I don't think TV at home is God, TV at home is crazy too. It, that, that's there's some there's some crazy stuff there too, but I I fully agree the the emotional intelligence. And I I've shared a video I think with maybe with you and Chris before about um the the 10 or the 20 20 signs of high emotional intelligence. and it's something i watch a couple times a year just to kind of keep your mind mm-hmm. in check 
I'll, we can add it to the bottom. Yeah, but yeah it, hopefully we will meet maybe in one or two years again. And I'm also by nature a very emotional person and I suffered a lot due to this emotional fluctuation kind yeah. of things. Every, every point of my life. Yeah. But that, back then I did not have any idea that you can you can actually uh, learn how to manage them. Yeah. There yeah. are techniques to manage them. I wonder, saying those, those factors there, I wonder if on the chart there's going to be a spike where the Netflix came to Korea. Mm-hmm. Because... In what it, pregnancies? No, no, in 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 people's attentions or, or habits or whatever. Because I mean, it went from zero to like ninety in a week. I, I, every I, Korean student I know, like that, eighteen to not even like my private student, she's sixteen, sixteen to twenty-five. I think like so many of them are just now, and it's Netflix on your yeah. phone. I was like, oh my! You don't have to own a TV or electricity or anything. You have a phone, and you can watch Netflix all day on your phone. I, I, I mean, oh, there's a there's it a is graph. toxic. There's a graph in US showing a launch of Instagram and kids like teenagers harming themselves. Yeah, so that, girls, that's what I mean. The rate for oh, God. the rate for girl teenagers is like up by three hundred percent or something. That's insane. And my mom just told me a story about my cousin's kid and crazy crazy stuff this same situation um but yeah, yeah so when I, you're when you're comparing yourself to to the, the, the best no not even that just yeah the, the best of every no no one puts like oh shit i dropped my i dropped my my toast on the floor this morning and then, <laughs> and then the dog chewed my sock <laughs> no one talks about that but it's you know it's always the always the best parts of of your life and if you if you think that's the the yeah, standard yeah. that everyone's living you got something uh you mentioned physical health. Now that you've yeah. tackled that, can you walk us through that a little bit? I looked at a couple of pictures on your site there, and yeah. wow, you were my size. <laughs> right, right, almost. So, like, I lost around twenty kilos. No way. Um, one and a half year, two years, and then uh, I'm very mi- mindful now what I'm eating and mm-hmm. when I'm eating. Yeah. What was things. what was the cause? What brought you to that point? When I was in India, I saw either really skinny people, yeah, or big people, and I was like. Man, for being a developing country and, and like in, in West Africa, it was the same. Either you're really slim, but some of the ladies, like some of the, the mamas in West Africa are like big, big. And I'm like, what the heck do you eat all day? <laughs> the and, little and, ones. <laughs> and me and my dad were there. And I mean, I was, I was, when I finished there, I was like your size. But uh, like my dad came, he's a big, big dude. And they're like, whoa the king of canada is here <laughs> and i was like what are you talking about like at fun they make that home they make fun of us for being fat mm. but here if you're big you're worshipped as you know you're rich and got money and you're eating good food to be that big and they thought he was the king of canada because he was so big but i was like you should see the other guys in canada <laughs> so what about like what? until until 35 years old mm. uh, i did not have any any problem even being overweight so I was always thinking about my work, mm. work, 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 like how to, you know, get that pinnacle of the career, mm. that kind of feeling yeah, all yeah. the time, a scary feeling, comparing myself with others and all those things. So, so is that the sedentary physical, lifestyle of yeah, just yeah, yeah, always sedentary. being, sitting down at so, the desk? Yeah. So it was not taking me anywhere, actually, not only physically, mentally also, it mm. started affecting me. So when I started focusing on this thing. No, was there was there a catalyst? Yeah. Was there like it was a catalyst? Like, so you looked in the mirror one day. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? What was? Yeah, the... it suddenly just happened. I started reading some article. Mm. Uh, it was kind of a study on some dieting and some mental health correlation. Yeah. 
that day I realized there must be some science going on there. Then I, I did, <laughs> I'm not I doing did, it till I yeah. read a paper about it. Yeah. So I just suddenly did not start blindly this this dieting. I yeah. read a couple of good papers in this direction yeah. before starting, and then uh, one or two years I ate healthy, only like less carbohydrate and more protein and fat. Yeah, nice. That's how I transformed my, yeah. my myself. You're fat adapted yeah. now. Yeah. Full. Yeah. Full keto or. Right now, it's like flexible. Uh, so I'm just having two meals a day. Yeah. Uh, mostly, uh, I avoid carbohydrate. Not not strictly, because now in the weight is in control, so no problem. No none? No none. Oh, no none. That's today's lunch. No, very, very, <laughs> very, very, <laughs> I'm going to sell it too. <laughs> very, very rarely, very rarely. Really? It's not like strict, so I can have No rice? No rice, yeah. And so, do you grow up on rice and naan? Yeah, that, that was the only thing we were eating. Not naan, that we call it roti or chapati. Roti, okay. Yeah, That's what you're cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Wow. Something, yeah. oh, something strange that I've found. It's funny you bring up having two meals a day. In the last month, I've been experimenting with having uh, only breakfast, skip lunch, and then have dinner, dinner I guess, around 2.30. Mm-hmm. And I find my weight... Yeah, it that's, sounds that's stupid. Lunch, lunch, yeah. <laughs> that's lunch. late lunch. <laughs> dinner is not 2.30, That's called lunch. From eating dinner food, I feel <laughs> it's dinner. Um, yeah. And I find my weight like it, I'll do it like a week on, week off, and my weight's higher after only having two meals. Whereas my weight is more, you know, my weight increases after only having two meals. Whereas if I'm having three meals, it, it makes no sense to me. But it, uh, I found my body. Yeah, but you're a keeps... fine-tuned machine already. If I do, if when I'm doing it, I I steadily go down. Like having I'm... two meals a day. Sure. Yeah, all the time. I, uh, as I'm saying that, I'm kind of realizing maybe I'm just eating too much at dinner, or, or <laughs> lunch or whatever that. <laughs> well, that's the other. They say you should still consume the same amount of calories, like intermittent fasting, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you can have dinner. And yeah, that, that's why that's why it's not going down as fast now as it was before. So, and Mm. Why I put some the back science on? science behind that is like they did an experiment on mice. Yeah. They fed exactly same meals, mm. but for one guy, they fed, fed it in intervals. Yeah. And one guy was having it all the time, like whenever he could yeah. accept. They observed that people who do this controlled, like timed fasting, yeah. the mice are more or they are less likely to get obese. Yeah, yeah, that way. Sure. I just, uh, I f- feel after a meal like i i have a huge breakfast which is at breakfast time i guess um and it's uh after it's like a snake trying to digest its food mm-hmm. so like oh you gotta you gotta push through that like 10 o'clock kind of dip and then uh and then i'm good to go but uh, but that's the problem at home we stopped breaking our fast mm-hmm. as the word breakfast is about but mm-hmm. you just you know you finish your nighttime snack at 12 or 1 you get up and you have the cocoa puffs or something. Like that. oh, that's dude. why our whole continent is obese. I used to because smash. that's that's the standard now. When I was training, I used to hammer a bowl. I couldn't sleep without having a massive bowl of cereal with like a <laughs> scoop of some powder and like fruit and shit in it. It was. Yeah, I I felt I couldn't sleep, and then I'd wake up. It was more cereal and then exercise. But now it's you know my exercise starts actually on, on a fast. It's, it's, we we oversimplify the correlation of uh, calories and uh, our physical health. Mm. Uh, it's it's more complex than that. It's more uh, about the hormonal balance actually. Yeah. So if the insulin is triggered, uh, you will always eat more. Yeah. And this carbohydrate is all so it's, it's all about your triggering your insulin. Mm. So you can you can eat like twice more calories 
not carbohydrate other fat yeah. fat related calories and you can be fit yeah that's not a, even without exercise you can be fit mm. so this insulin thing is really deadly for our body Absolutely. and that's what they yeah. say like you don't have to restrict your eating but you can eat 20 eggs or, or yeah. 10 chicken breasts it doesn't it's not that's fine but just don't eat three donuts yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even one donut you know one donut or 10 chicken breasts yeah the 10 you'll be full yeah. way more full from the chicken breast it's got no effect on you so you find you can drink coffee in your in your yeah. off time yeah, that's yeah. your only yeah. consumption yeah that, that is like first uh, first thing i do when i go to work uh, smash I, coffee in yeah. yeah. oh good i i had a couple other ones written down here oh, or i guess on the same one keto in india is this a thing like is the weight is that becoming a, a social consciousable thing now where people are aware of hey some of us are kind of fat and we should deal with this but the roti and the chapati and the rice uh, how do we Mm-hmm. Is that a, a national discussion in India, the diet, or no? no. no I think that's, that's full speed ahead. Not at all. So upper middle class. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Okay. More about cities, but yeah. people started realizing. I I just I can I visit rarely to India, so I don't have any ground, right. you know, feeling how people there, are eating. There are there. startups who are serving keto meals. And yeah. now yeah. now it is so many groups on Facebook. Uh, where like a uh, couple of thousands of Indians are part of that group. Well, that's what I mean. Discussing if, it, about if it catches on on a YouTube channel or something, I mean, who the, who knows? It's it's a tight enough place where it can catch on and turn in a, in a minute. You think, I don't know if you can adapt 1.2 billion people to... No, especially to, when rice is so cheap and, and yeah. Yeah, widely available. It's, it's not it's that's, not cheap also to be in keto. It's expensive. That's yeah, always absolutely. the problem. To, to be healthy yeah. is expensive. Yeah, expensive. That's why McDonald's thrives on $4 meals. Because <laughs> when you don't have money, what can you afford? McDonald's. You don't have that much meat in Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's hard to take out rice and chapati out of the diet and include a lot of proteins. Right. I don't yeah. know, yeah. There has to be a solution. But I, so For, for that chapati diet. thing, I'm using almond, almond flour. Like oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so that is also very expensive if you compare yeah. with wheat flour. Sure, it's, it's very expensive. Yeah. But I can eat like hardly one one chapati. It's so like calorific value is so high. Yeah, I gotta stop eating yeah. almonds, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I was telling them last time, man. I just literally just um, it's handfuls at a time, just almonds, walnuts, <laughs> peanuts, peanuts. Oh, dude, I can't. It's too. Uh, they're too good. Um, the. I wanted to ask a question on the cast situation. Mm-hmm. You said growing up you were, you know, maybe average or, or you know, it was, it was challenging growing up and now you feel privileged. Is this, uh, I mean, would you, is this escaping, not escaping, is this getting out of your cast now? Have you mm-hmm. overtaken like another, could you speak to that part of it? So, I don't know how to word it properly. But if, cost, if possible, work into... Cost-wise, uh, uh, I'm in general category like (laughs) after brahmins i am in in the second second part so so i'm not a lower caste uh Uh, that way i was privileged that time also economically i was not that safe but but caste wise it was okay so Mm -hmm. i don't have any first hand experience of like that kind of suffering but now now you and your wife both having phds successful living abroad yeah does that put you to the top of your caste or I mean, are you like considered to be more because it's it, lots of it is job and geographic right, based, right, and right. so is it kind of like now you've exceeded the the pinnacle of your caste, or yeah, after like getting educated and living a comfortable life abroad, I think already we passed that that glass ceiling which mm. we are talking about. Right. 
Okay. What, what about a conversation mm-hmm. for underprivileged castes? But I don't think uh, mm-hmm. we talk about that. Yeah. Means there is no conversation for. I think I have idea. Way. Like I have yeah. idea. Like what kind of suffering uh, that caste or lower caste people must be, you know, facing in India right now. Also, it's not mm-hmm. changed much, much. But first-hand experience or psychological uh, point of view, I think they can they can uh, tell better by themselves. Mm. So, so when you were young, what if if they said, if you said, "Mom, I want to be a professor or a researcher," was that an attainable goal, or was that, "Ooh, that's that's no. way too hard for"? Not at all, actually. Not, not at all. all. Yeah. So that that's what I mean. So yeah. it, I mean, must you you've eclipsed? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Within one generation, we we climbed mm. a lot. Nice. Yeah. What about when you met your wife? Or like, uh, do you guys have to be the same cast? Does it? Uh... Yeah, yeah. So that is another story. So. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, so we we, we don't have, have to talk about cast. that. I don't know. We have we have different cast. Different cast. Okay. Okay. It's okay. So my wife has different cast, and in her cast, actually, intercast marriages are strictly not allowed. Right. Uh, now also. Th- this is why I find it so interesting. So now it's your uncle and so her family. <laughs> there, was, there was no problem uh, from my family side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but from her family, I think they did not agree. But hold on. Yeah. No problem from your family side. I, I ask my Nepalese students all the time. If if you're marrying up a cast, I guess your family's like, hey, good job. <laughs> but if you're marrying down a cast, maybe then they do have an, a, an issue. No, I think it's not. It's not like that. No, okay. among cast, even if it is lower cast, inter caste is not allowed. Is there? Is a, no, no. Even the is same there, cast uh, on other communities yeah. are not. Is it? Is there? Is there merit or is there some truth to that? To that mindset, though. Is there some benefits that to to having that mindset? Because clearly, it's it's been working for practically. For a there long is time. a way by which some people make their food. For example, yeah, you put five garlic and three chilies. No, oh, okay. Some other communities might not put garlic at all. <laughs> oh. When you marry those two people. <laughs> Can you put two garlics? See, no, no, no. This is what the television shows show. Yeah. <laughs> Don't marry those Brahmins. They got way too much garlic in there, not. Even the places where yes, people that's live. That's the argument they give for. Them. Those okay, are okay. caste specific. Like particular caste of people live in a certain village or certain area. Okay, okay. Those are highly segregated. Even in even now also okay, in okay. India. But what a lot of people feel fail to realize is that. Our cultures in the West are also segregated. It's just not called a caste system. That's what I'm but saying. If you marry someone a... in Hollywood, doesn't marry me. Mm-hmm. They marry someone in Hollywood. Speak I mean, for yourself. The the professional <laughs> athletes are marrying actresses, actors, other internationally famous people. It's not. We have our own caste system. It's just not so. But your your system as... your system is not like that. Even if you know if, you know some some lower caste person become professor or scientist then also he will be lower caste he will be considered lower caste he will always be discriminated in, and in that's in India. and that's based on that is your true, last name that's birth. based on your name yeah, yeah. based on birth like where you are born, born, born. born caste, then you stay oh born. that's that's almost like the the chinese education system too you know about that where if you're born in the city you have one kind of inter uh, country passport and if you're born in the in the country, it says, like, you're born from the country. So if there's parents that move into the city and they bring their kids, their kids can't study in the, in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's almost... It was like that in India earlier. By, now, it, by law, it, it, it doesn't... It, they cannot do that. Yeah. Um, there is a enforcement of law now. Mm. And there are, like, provisions of uh, jail and everything mm. if you do that. But 
by heart people are still not accepting yeah. all those things that's just I, a slow yeah, transition slow out of that yeah. mindset yeah. i remember when nikhil joru was on and i told that story in varanasi at uh, at the burning gats and they were on tv again last night is horrible but i said when, when i i read and researched a little bit about the ganges before i got there and i unesco or un tried to put in uh, meat eating pranas to help decompose the bodies because the river was getting so toxic and even the the meat eating piranhas died and i i looked at the guys standing in water up to their their waist with the wicker baskets sifting ashes for bangles and teeth and gold yeah. and jewelry and i thought who gets that job if the piranhas die in there mm-hmm. meeting piranhas who has to stand in the river all day sifting ashes of of the deceased and that is from particular community that guy who is doing that so they told me yeah. that's the lowest caste yeah, in all of india that's the lowest guy and yeah. he can never he, there's no way he can get out of this right. life or this job his family everybody will do that job oh my that two generations sad. later he's going to be a, an ash sifter in the ganges mm-hmm. and i just thought oh my goodness it, it was mind boggling do they it was hard to comprehend oh. Well, like what's the mindset of that of that guy? Does he embrace that role or is he always like, "Oh god, why why me?" Or is he hoping for when I'm reborn it's going to be better? What's the what's is the, what's is the, the only see, the like higher um, uh, community people or higher caste people, they they try to believe. Uh, they try to make him believe uh, that kind of love. It'll it'll be better next time. You want to do this. That, that, oh. So Wow. And you're born to sit on your ass and watch TV and collect <laughs> yeah, money? <yeah. laughs> what what happened? Wow. But Is, things are, it's not like things are not changing. Right. Not yeah. all people are like Everything that. changes, yeah. right? Everything it's changes. changing but it's taking So is is the way out similar to what you did? You have to run away and say I'm gone. I'm going to study and I'm doing something different. I'm not going to yeah. run the shop. Is that when people escape that kind of hey, you were born to be a shop runner? My my example was kind of situation specific. It has nothing to do with the. Uh, it was very specific to my particular. But I mean, if yeah. your cast was particularly a laborer mm-hmm. cast, mm-hmm. is that the only way out to run away, study, save money somehow, yeah, yeah. get educated, and try to break the trend? Many people do that. It is. Yeah. yeah. And we also be, have yeah. like a reservation system. Yeah. Legally, that is that is helping some seats even in iit saved for awesome. some specific cost it's so like a change it. same as here affirmative action kind of no it's it's a direct reservation but but, but that's Out like an affirmative action, action kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah i got gotcha. you it is having a lot of influence know. you yeah. know you know unis has that wow. x x amount only so many of the students can come from other cities x amount have to come from ulsan and there's special allowances for uh people from the countryside if your dad has 20 chickens and 3 cows you're a farmer and you get an uh, you get a ticket into Unis mm-hmm. so there's allowances for and I thought I used to ask my students how did you get in did you take the sunung uh, sushi did the you, cow gave birth last did week did you do the interview <laughs> what did you do or he's like no I took a different way what how uh, your dad has 10 cows oh no no not that way another different way but there's a there's some funny if you're a countryside person that's good though and, like and, that, and you right? can still get in so yeah i think it's great like we spoke about earlier with the diverse array of of courses that you're taking i think it's important to not to have all the same people right. who think the same way to have different opinions come from from different backgrounds very important you mentioned multiple times now just going to a random place and shacking up with somebody mm-hmm. your buddy at the study the study place and then getting the ghost house uh in new york or coming to here you always found somebody right somebody 
I don't know if that's so much in our culture where we can just find some. I mean, you mm-hmm. feel like you're really intruding, but I feel in this in this part of Southeast Asian culture, it's accepted and it's part of who you are that you help a brother out. Um, my students tell me every semester now, well, professor, I'm going to Seoul. I'm going to get a part-time job. But you don't know it. where you're going to stay. My, my brother's. But you have a brother in every city? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are you going? Daegu. Where are you staying? With my brother. How many brothers do you guys have? But, you know, we, it's we my, do uncle's, it. my uncle's cousin's sister. My and, and they just say it so normally. Like, why can't you think that we're telling you the truth? That, you know, six of us, well... Uh, Hassan has a brother in, in Gyeonggi-do, so we're going to stay there. But all of you guys can stay at Hassan's brother's place or uncle's. They got uncles everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> so, but we, um, do, we do it to an extent, too, in, in terms of vacations or whatnot, right? But, dude, this is, they come to Korea freshman year, first semester, and they know during vacation they're going to meet, you know, Amit's brother's wife's cousin in Seoul that might be able to help them out. And I'm mm. like... Wow, you just like aren't you a burden on them? Don't they have enough responsibility already? Mm. And the apartments aren't huge here. Mm. Can they really take you and the two buddies? And you guys are like super mischievous. You guys are not hard workers. But I think and he's gonna take this. They're gonna pay for our food and everything. Everything's gonna be great. But they maybe the the people who are accepting they understand the struggle. They know the right, the people right. wanna wanna break through, so, and that's that's a viable option. Yeah. And maybe comparing so, to the situation at home, it's probably not that bad. So my, <laughs> my, my question is, what are, what are the benefits of the combined family unit? Mm-hmm. When I talk to my students, they never say, well, my family's different. You won't understand. I'm like, no, no, you live in a combined family. Okay. They're joint families, joint households. What are some of the benefits? You lived in New York. You lived here. And, and Korea also has a little bit of the joint unit. And it's, I think it's becoming more popular oh, in joints. the West with older kids coming home. And parents moving in with their kids once they get older. What are some of the benefits of the joint household or the joint family in in India and the ability to do this? Actually, in my case, I can uh, I can vouch for like uh, joint families are very very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are still important in India. So when I got two daughters, twins, mm. uh, I and my wife were not um, like efficient enough to take care of them. And they were, I, I don't, I don't yeah, know how anyone time, raises twins. Yeah, yeah. It was, we needed, we needed <laughs> it's help. It's insane. Yeah. We needed a lot of help. And one of the reasons uh, coming to Korea and starting my job as well as taking care of kids would not have been possible without the help of my family. Mm. My mother and my brother and his family. Mm. So it was, in my at least in my <laughs> case, it was very important. Well, that's an old yeah. saying, right? It yeah. takes a village to raise a, to raise a child. Yeah. I, I think it does. We, we think... I think in the West, we think if you can't, I know it happens all the time, but we think if you can't take care of a child, why would you have a child? It, like if you're not at that stage. So that's what, like, I didn't have kids till 31, 32, no, 34, not for lack of trying. But I w- we decided at that time to have kids because we were ready to take care of our kids. Where some of my wife's friends are the Korean mentality, husband and wife are teacher. They have a kid and the kid lives in Pohang or Daegu Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. And they go to visit Pohang every weekend to see their kid. Yeah. And grandma, grandpa Actually, raise from, the kid. From outsider perspective, it may look like well-planned or well-thought or difficult to do, difficult to ask. But when we live in like an in Indian setting, Always, right. it's like given. 
Right. So you're, you're, if you have mother or if you have brother, they will they will look for you. They will take take care okay. of you. I I think it's the, one we of the cannot biggest. Cannot simply yeah dissociate ourselves from our, <laughs> right. our family in India. That's our independence, that's right? I want kind of a strong difference between Western and yeah. Eastern yeah. cultures, right? You guys like not you, sorry. Like Western Who culture, point at? like you focus Bro. on the individual, <laughs> right? I am going this. I am doing this. Yeah, I am me, me, better. me, me. I'm not getting the vaccine. In India, that unit is like a family. family. The whole country. My family the whole has country. to be better, so I can sacrifice oh, myself. Oh, that's such a. I've I've grown up in such the, the me me me. Look at uh, what am I gonna do? How does it affect me? How, even in terms of uh, arranged marriages, that was one thing I looked like. How could you? What is the the benefit, or how could this? Be good for in any uh, um, in, in, in any way, but that's that's our programming yeah. that we receive at home to and I make your own decisions. I think some of that, like you say, you know, it's given that I'm helping my brother and my sister, ever, but I'm like my brother's lazy as shit. He doesn't do anything, and I'm working my ass off. Why should I have to help him? Yeah, that's that's the problem where we become independent. Where I say, hey, I'm working three times as hard as you. You shouldn't get to watch TV all day, and I have to help you. Mm-hmm. If you want to work hard, I got no problem helping you. But that's a that's a worldview, right? You should that that's our worldview of, of, of self satisfaction and self fulfillment versus let's grow together and and for yeah. the goodness of of, yeah. of, of everyone. Kind of responsibility to inspire your brother to do good or support him because we think something at least. it's not like my brother is needy. He's just and I'm not saying my brother. I'm saying this is the mentality mm-hmm. I think sure. that. You know, it's not that he has a disadvantage, so I have to help him. It's just that he doesn't have the motivation or the, the work ethic. In that particular situation, I think things might be different. Right. Uh, even in India also, if somebody by nature, he is lazy or he's not working while growing up. I think there, there are like fights in, in the families always. Right. That, that, is the, that is the main reason. For I like it. to think if I moved home now <laughs> and, you know, I if I couldn't get a mortgage due to not having a credit score or something at home, not because I don't have the, the financial means, mm-hmm. that my brother would let us stay at his place for a few months till we get settled? Sure, absolutely. I, I like to think that. Maybe he's going, you're crazy. <laughs> as long as there's no kimchi, he's going to say, kimchi has to stay outside. And um, in, in India also, things may be different now, but in my case, we never thought that my mother, I can live uh, like without taking care of my mother or without keeping her in my proximity. I never, I, I will change my, wow. my location of work. If, if things become worse here, I feel I so bad when yeah. I talk to you guys yeah. <laughs> honestly That's, I never it's, imagined it's like, so oh it's so crazy just the yeah I don't know but that's part of what I say it, uh, travel is the best education because when I traveled I learned that it's the west the only the west that thinks like that Africa thinks this way Asia thinks this way uh, lots of South America thinks this way because that's the, the unit, the family unit, the community unit. And that's what I really envy. And that's part of what I like staying here. Um, it Look is that the family is still, in many ways, valued in a different way than it is in the West. When we talked to Hermie there and she was talking about like, oh, I, I have to send uh, this amount of money home every month for my mom. I was like, why would you do that? She's like, well, she, <laughs> well, she, yeah, she raised me and, and, and she helped me do the thing. But that's just something. It's, mm-hmm. it's literally never crossed my mind. And now reflecting back, I'm like, oh, am I an asshole for not, for not? But it's a that, different bro. culture, though. Yeah. We grow up 18. Get the hell out, man. Yeah. Unless you're paying rent, get out of here. Go to university, figure it out. Yeah. So mom and dad pay until 
18, 20, whatever. But mom and dad said, if you're in university, you can stay here for free. If you're not going to university, you pay rent. And we paid rent at my mom and dad's house because we weren't going to university. So if you're not going to university, that means you better get a job or you're not living here. Yeah. So either get a job, get a career, or go to school. Yeah. And if you do that, we will support you. But the Korean, you know, stay at home till you're 35 and <laughs> and not married. And But I think now it's a generation of guys who are mooching off their parents. Yeah. They've become lazy, they become complacent, and they expect a certain amount of, you know, at Eunice when I was there, and I was like, how many of you pay for your phone bill? Nobody. And I'm like, you're 23, why don't you pay for your own phone bill? My mom takes care of everything for me so I can focus on my studies. But you haven't studied. <laughs> you're not studying. You're eating chicken and drinking beer. This conversation took place in Samsung. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, keeping along. Uh, so on the same topic, I know I saw my parents that they struggled a lot and sacrificed a lot so that we can have good education and good facilities for studying. So there is that feeling of giving back. Yeah, I can never be that selfish that uh, during my key decision making, I should not keep them. Sure. You know? yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. They will be always be there. So maybe because my, my brother is also doing this. In, he's in the same profession like me. So now our responsibility is like whatever hard work our mother has done when we were growing up. I think she should not have any problem right. when she's old. Yeah. yeah. And at least emotionally, she should be always connected yeah. with us. For my for my kid's birthday next year, I'm giving him this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> a copy of do you do you think this is a a symptom of of developed nations? Because it it seems like that once you get enough a certain level of middle class, a certain economic standard of middle class, it starts to be fragmented. Yes, because in the, I mean, I've spent a long time traveling in developed countries and. One thing I always value is the human connection right. that the West and developed countries just don't have. For example, we were walking out last week and the dad and the son who, I don't know, I forget how old the son yeah, might have yeah, been, yeah. and they got their interlocked hands walking and we were like, my, and I, I still, it's still do like, anything what, for love. Like, what a, what a, I'm like, what a softy holds hands with his dad because I was brought up to be tough and to be a man and to be, you know. But but that all changed when I came to Asia and, you know, now purple and pink are my favorite colors. <laughs> and, you know, like all the boys hold hands, the middle school boys, and they play right. with each other's hair. And we think it's so metrosexual. And right. It's so unmasculine. And, and like when you were in New York, right. isn't it just yeah, lots yeah, of... Definitely. This, was, this was first advice King I got. Of the jungle. From, from Who's the mannest of the men? You <laughs> never hold hands of another boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so he said. He said last time he's like, "That's not a big deal. We do that in our country." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "Check your check your culture at the door." Like, yes. Every when I was in Africa, every time the guys you're with a guy and he goes, and I'm like, "This is so weird, man. I hope my buddies don't see this." And this is so awkward. And Korean guys rubbing your leg. I'm like, buddy, rub your wife's leg. Don't rub my leg. Come my, on. My friends visited here, and they, dude, it was a downpour, and they saw two guys sharing an umbrella. <laughs> oh my God! How many? They, oh my God! That's man rule number one. You never, you never share an umbrella with a guy. I was like, oh, dude, this that is the problem. Like, man rule, and what's a man, and all this masculine, toxic masculine. It is. It's crazy, and I'm glad to not be. A part of it, you know, where when you go to the bar, you got to lift 
weights in the parking lot to get your bicep to walk in with the right size muscles. So, you don't. You know, do, you, that's that's an extreme. Dude. That's an extreme thing. You. Do, I don't think you have to participate in any of that. And but it, but it a, exists. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It, 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 but there, there's a range. There's a the whole range of You don't of have to participate, but the guys who do get, get like, they get their rewards in some way. Of course. And that's, yeah. Maybe think, it's a sick way of getting rewards, but, but you, you can't, they get some you can't comfortably walk down the street with guys ha- holding, guys holding hands because you, you don't care about the masculinity part of it. It's just not widely accepted but yet. But after oh. coming out of India, I realized it may not be that, that needed actually. Holding hands. So, holding hands <laughs> is nothing to do with the, with the emotional connection or anything. It's just gesture. We can just but kiss. It's a, but, it's a, <laughs> but, but it's a human connection. And, and from the Western perspective, when I was in, in Ghana and all over the West, I mean, they want, they're always, that's, that means I can trust you, we're friends, we, you know, and... We don't just have connect, that it's, it's a deeper It's a deeper way to connect, right? It, it doesn't even register. means you only notice it because you are trained to see it that way. Oh, they're holding hands or something. Oh, so my God. Dude, we, when I came to Korea, uh, I was like, oh, there's gay guys everywhere. <laughs> Actually, our, our prime minister, uh, Mr. Modi, Modi, he started this, uh, uh, this culture. Like whenever he goes to another country and meets another president or prime minister, he hugs him. It was initially it was considered like a, like a big news in the West, yeah, yeah. Like, like what he's doing, why he's pitching. <laughs> was it at home? You know? Your friend can't sit like if you're sitting on a couch together and his leg touches you. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Move, scooch over a little bit. But, that, but oh, that's yeah. there. There's a huge oh, problem with toxic masculinity and homophobia, and it it still exists in space. It's everywhere. Oh, no. It still is, and I just admire the, these. The Koreans, the skinship, <laughs> the skinship that you're—it's it, not. But 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 again, I mean, it's just what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with, and and I think. No, if if in some culture it is uh, considered to be weird, I think there is no no point in continuing that kind of gesture. You you can control yourself. You can evolve a little bit. Must <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then I got a question. When you guys are with Indians, yeah. because you haven't done it at all yet. Yeah. When you're with Indians, or when you visit India. Do you do the bubble head or no? <laughs> Actually, in South India, it's isn't that because that Myanmar? No, We're in no, India, not Myanmar. Myanmar. What's the? Oh, it, it's and going there, the first thing is very, very confusing. Like, mm, yes or me, no? Can you tell me where the bathroom is? Is that a yes or a no? <laughs> and they're scared, and I was like, "Come on, just answer me." Like, or yes or no? But, and you guys don't do it at all. Yeah. But when I was in India. All day, every day was. This is yes. Maybe, maybe you yeah. met a lot of South Indians in South India. I still, we are also confused when we meet South Indians. Uh, there was one post. You're confused. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I went the whole the country. The... I was confused everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> How about the people on the border of the north and the south? That's got to be confusing. Man. Anyway. <laughs> and my students now, I'm like, but you didn't do the homework. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Do you agree or you? I'm crazy. I what was do you doing mean? yoga. <laughs> Even after. Coming to Korea after so many years, I have habit to use my hands when I am speaking. But in Korean students, they, they find it weird. They always look to my towards my hand. <laughs> Instead of listening to me, they are just observing my hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to control. Okay, how to how to keep my hands in control? I'm trying to and teach I'm them <laughs> how to use their hand gestures. <laughs> my job is teaching them how to use the hand gestures. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. A couple more, uh, a couple more before we before we wrap it up here. Um, I read somewhere 
maybe on your Facebook uh, wall. Only good use of money is to is to buy time. Time to invest in knowledge, health, and relationships. So what I found interesting, like uh, money is important, of course, mm. in life. Uh, you need money. But I read somewhere like money is like pet, uh, gas in your car, right? Mm. Uh, its value is like if you need to have gas in your car. Mm. So if you want to run your life, money is important. Why mm. not? But how much money you need? This is the question. This is the the question I, I come <laughs> yeah. to. I come to very very often, and I'm always uh, interested to hear others' uh, input on it. Have you seen the movie In Time? In Time, no. With Justin Timberlake, have you seen that? They have kind of on the. They have a Currency's clock. Time, yeah. Currency, where where, right. where money basically equals time. You see, it's almost different casts, right? Like people in the yeah, yeah, yeah. people in the higher cast, they're in the with with lots of time, with like a million years. Everywhere they go, they're they're walking slowly, <laughs> and and it's weird because if you, they look at running, mm-hmm. as it's funny you said earlier that people are running around New York. They said that running is. Um, almost an indication that you're poor and you have to get somewhere. You have to get somewhere quick. Yeah, well, I don't know the point I wanted to make, but the uh, <laughs> oh no, sorry. Yeah, how much? Yeah, how much do you need? And so, what? So the, is it just simply uh, acquiring uh, a house and uh, a house and actually, enough to eat? Actually, yeah. two key things money provides you. That yeah. is, one is time yeah. and freedom to choose. Okay. These are the two things. Now it depends on you, like how you choose your time yeah. to invest it. It may be invested to earn more and more money. Yeah. That is one way. Another way is like you invest in some non-tangible things such as knowledge uh, or building relationships. NFTs. Yeah. And <laughs> having good health. Yeah, of course. You are earning more and more money but not having good health. That makes no point to me. Yeah. yeah because you will be at the end, like when you will be old, you will be suffering. Yeah, if you can I do. Them. I do an exercise yeah. with my students because I think they're so green. Yet, I mean, they and and comparing the Koreans to the like all of my international students have part time jobs and they're they got side hustles going on. They're all and the Korean students are just <laughs> for a mom and dad. And I'm like, the maturity and the life experience level is like 20 years difference, even though they're the same age. Yeah. But I think uh, being being able for these guys to to have the jobs, to have this, they, they really appreciate the value, even though their parents paid their money to get them here, where my Korean students just can't appreciate the things they have yet because they haven't worked, not all of them, but a lot of them haven't worked hard enough for them yet. And h- how much is enough, you see when you're on your own, how much do I need to survive is very apparent. Right. When you're living under mom and dad's shelter, you have no idea what a dollar amounts to, how much effort it takes to get it and what i think it's something that comes with age man when in your early life well i think everyone you're you're chasing chasing the money and then there's that slow transition and and tipping point where you go it who it was eric one day that that told me goes brian i hate teaching and every time and i think he had just turned 40 he's like every time i'm in the classroom i think i'm counting down to the end and i was late 20s at this time in my mind was like work work money money and it was such a shocked me to, to see any other perspective on on that actually um, the guy who wrote this uh, quote yeah. which i shared he's, he's a billionaire by the way yeah so the philosophy only works when you have money in your account mm. not not before that mm. if you become philosopher before becoming rich <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's deadly actually yeah, yeah. absolutely so. lots of guys have tried yeah. that one right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. life coaches <laughs> like, <laughs> 
the worst. All of this link. So I, you got to have money, no no problem. But definitely take care of your health, acquire like sufficient knowledge that mm-hmm. will help in getting more money. I hope. I, I, I was gonna say so. So one of the things I do with them is put on the board: health, wealth, happiness, and family. Happiness is another game. Actually. And, yeah. Well, yeah, and I tell well, them yeah. I tell them to rank them from one to four. And and the purpose of me doing this, like, and some will say money, and some will say family, some will say happiness, some will say health. But all I want them to realize is that you need a balance because they're all interconnected. Right. And if you have too much money, you know, you're you're a Hollywood star who's divorced six times. Or, or you're a Korean pop star who committed suicide. Shout out to Bill Gates. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you have lots of health, but you don't have any money, then you can't afford maybe to do some other things. If you have all happiness but no family, mm. then maybe... So I just wanted to understand that they're all interconnected and you have to have a balance. You can't have all video games or all this or no job. You have to have... They're, they're all interconnected and they all go up and Unless down. Unless you're a pro gamer. But uh, I think you were going to speak to happiness as being, yeah. uh, being a game. So happiness is, I think, more complicated than, you know... So it, it's something to do about self-fulfillment, sense of fulfillment. Yeah. Uh, so some people get satisfied by having a lot of money in mm. their account. They, they feel happy. Mm. But in my case, actually, I, I give uh, less uh, weightage to the materialistic things, mm. uh, more to the inward looking thing. Mm. Maybe it may be the effect of age also. After 35, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, start yeah. thinking that yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. So I'm trying to be like that. So I'm just looking mm. inward now. Well, I've heard it said before that a lot of the, the best Buddhist monks or whatever, you know, they spend decades of their life training their mind to to be able to just kind of uh, just release the, the happiness chemicals right. or whatever. No, but, you know, after they learn to, to do this and they can kind of turn the happiness on right. and feel good after a while, they soon realize that it's not about that feeling. It's more about your more about your impact or or your purpose or your or your reason right it's not necessarily the feeling of like you said it's your it's your pursuit it's your struggle which doesn't always make you happy it can be always searching for happiness you will never be happy yeah you don't have to search for it it's a i think it's (laughs) it's the result of it's the result of your of your hard work so so speaking speaking of balance, you seem to be an active member. We've been told that you're an active member in the Indian community. Um, what drives you to to organize, to have the gatherings, to host, mm-hmm. to partake, to initiate these kind of things, and uh, and have that sense of community here in a city that you don't even live in? Yeah. So most of the Indians who come here in Korea, they come for like very short period, either to study for like three, four years or do some uh, research for one or two years. And they are like too focused in their work or education that they cannot find like like couple of days to meet other people. Mm-hmm. So, so this kind of uh, like organizations of uh, festivals or events that gives opportunity to, to those who cannot find time mm. to meet other people and establish connections. But what is the why for you? Why do you do it? Why did I, I, I find happiness in helping other people? Because we find yeah. so long for yeah. years, we yeah. wait for people to do stuff. Yeah. And it's the same three or four people in the community that organize 90% of the events. When when I see like 100 people sitting in a hall laughing, uh-huh. having, you know, talks with each other, it's that nice. gives happiness. me a sense of, you know, 
when I see when I see hundreds of people about. sitting in a <laughs> yeah. sitting in a hall laughing, I think, oh no, I, I don't know tomorrow's what. Corona's going up. <laughs> <laughs> When it will happen again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, first year I used to spend all of my weekends in Samsung. From the next for next three four years, almost every weekend I was with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were like said. Organizing some something, house dinner something. or some big the event. Honeymoon, the honeymoon in Samsonong wears off quick. Like like living in Seoul, like many things, it there becomes a time where you're looking for something more. And and that's the same with us. I mean, doing this and, and working <laughs> we had a with, strong run. <laughs> work, working with the NGO. Yeah, it, it's a different kind of fulfillment. But I always like we always say, oh, this is a good idea. Why doesn't someone do this? Why? I, I'm married with kids and we have, I coach hockey and we get the podcast and we hope and there's just so much one person can do. Right. And I think, what about all these other guys in the community? Why don't they step up and organize, you know, the Thanksgiving giving event, the Halloween event, the whatever, whatever they are. Um, and, and people don't do it. Yeah, right, right. It, it's not easy to find people who are motivated enough to, to do that. So always like, it's, it's like group of eight to 10 people hardly who, who work seriously for such mm. kind yeah. of events. Mm. And rest of the members, they just come and visit and leave. I hate when you don't even get the thank you. My, we do the trunk or treat, the, th- right. the Halloween event. And the last one, we had about 80 or 90 cars. Mm-hmm. And it was a smash event. It was awesome. And the Christmas, the last Christmas one we hosted, the best feeling is when you see it and all the people having fun and like, yeah, we, we did this. We yeah, organized this. Mm-hmm. It's weird, man. Mid, always in the middle of the thing, we take two seconds you're like, we look who we made what's going on here it's a weird it's a weird feeling you, but you go to any country to... you will see like punjabi community that comes from the punjab state in india mm. they are most active yes. everywhere in every country so but here punjabis were not getting any platform to conduct their own event mm. so when i was in seoul national university the first punjabi event celebration we we organized actually for punjabi people right so they were so happy and they <laughs> thanked a lot. But but the bad part was we allowed drinking in that party. And drinking created a lot of problems. I gotta I gotta know here, what's your I mean with the diet and everything, what's your what's your take on alcohol? Alcohol? Yeah. I, I stopped it actually completely. Till last year I, I used to have occasionally mm-hmm. in parties. Okay, okay. But I stopped now. Yeah. Any uh what's the so, what's the difference? The difference, actually, I was never uh, satisfied by, by the outcome of, you know, taking alcohol. Mm. I used to feel happy, of course, to one or two hours, but means it, it was not persisting so but well. It was not ending. You drink heavily, so yeah. it's not like you gave up alcohol as a lifestyle or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I just, a couple of times I, I had a lot of alcohol. And then afterwards, I, I felt a lot of, uh, sure. you know. Hangover. Why? Why I'm doing this? Yeah, yeah, it makes you <laughs> so, feel that, especially when you're married with kids. Yeah, nice. It'll put a put a stop to it in a hurry. Yeah. Can you, can you compare or or contrast the differences between Keist, Posttech, and Unist, or, or maybe Digest or, or some of the other ones? But those are the three main ones that I'm familiar with. Actually, in terms of size, Unist is very small. Mm-hmm. Posttech is a big university, uh, area-wise also, and number of students, and that is old campus. So we feel like a university, but UNIST feels like a, like a small college. It's not even college. It's kind of <laughs> industrial R and D center or something. Yeah. Like extension of industry or something. Yeah. I, I feel like that. It is mostly that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it has very less university vibes in my opinion. But and are you familiar with Keist at all? 
Kaisa I never visited so far. But you've heard about you. Yeah, yeah. What Kaist, about academics Kaist, and size and... For internationals, I think Kaist, people say that Kaist is good for right. international people. So I think research output-wise, it's doing very well yes. as compared to other institutes. Hmm. I'm not sure about like family life or other things, other factors there. Is there anything that would make you move now within Korea to a different yeah, position? Yeah, I can move anytime. If I get like bored with my current position or my <laughs> director is interfering too much in my business, I will simply leave. Th- that option is always open for me. And yeah. that's the advantage of having this temporary position. Right. Yeah. How easy or difficult is it to get a new position? For me, I think... Let's get two PhDs. I know. <laughs> I make I my know own position. Yeah. Like, uh, this business. <laughs> I know like... When are you writing where, the book? Where, where, where I'm filling the gaps here in this society. Right. So. Nice. Very nice. That must, that must give you a lot of confidence yeah. and a lot of peace of mind knowing that, you know, you can... And yeah, you can work more confidently just yeah. knowing, yeah, this is my vision. I want to I want to follow that. And that speaks I, to uh, fulfillment and, and happiness. Over when there. I started reading about you and, and checking out your profile and stuff like that, wow, this guy seems like he's really winning at life from from the health aspect, the, the job, the family, everything. I was like... This guy is really doing a good job at winning at life. I mean, yeah, he's, he's diamonds, got it all. Diamonds are made under pressure, man. <laughs> That's the you need that uh, you need that struggle, I think, to but, to achieve. But till a uh, couple of months ago, I I was very unhappy actually. So from three four months, I'm having that mindfulness training. Mm. So I'm much better now. Good. Yeah. So still, I I I don't feel that better. Mm. Like what I have achieved in my life. Wait till you have after, lunch. Yeah. I think I, after talking to with you guys, I think I'm feeling better. We'll send you the bill after. But 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 a lot of people that that we have on, they never have a chance to tell their story or talk about themselves. And when they get to actually reflect. That, that's a lot of the, the joy, right, is reflecting on where you've been. And even me thinking as a father or a husband or a traveler five years ago, two years ago, one year ago, the podcast, like reflection is a very powerful tool. And many people don't do it enough. It was kind of review for me in these last 10 years. And coincidentally, it's my 10th year now. So nice. it's a life review. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Last, uh, last one. I saw your picture, Market Vibes, on uh, on Facebook. And... Recent within past few months, I've really started to appreciate. I hated it before, and I really started to appreciate now the the architecture of the old of old crappy Korean buildings with like a half broken sign. I I don't know what it is about them. Just the the square. It's like just a single unit. Like I I really enjoy looking at them. I like the 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 different shapes of them. Or what unique features of of Korea do you find most? most attractive actually korea and india have uh, so many common things it, it it may be something something to do with the religion of buddhism maybe mm. some influence here mm. so like korean people also like to be silent and thinking inwardly rather than you know making things big things thumping <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, their chest downtown yeah. flapping their mouths on the mic yeah and my basic nature is also like that so i am more close to nature Mm. And I feel, I find more peace uh, in, in whenever I'm in natural environment rather yeah. than having like city life or something like that. What was the, wasn't there just a study that came out recently that if you're some of 30% happier, 30% higher risk of, of, uh, of depression if you're not spending any time in mm, nature? Right. Right. Or, That's true. I, I don't know the exact number. That's true. Just throwing out numbers here, but 
Yeah, I, I find yeah, a, a good walk in the forest and, and the good the good thing here, man. Every, every week, uh, I'm I'm I think we together yeah. were going uh, like a couple of months ago. When we you were hiking go? one mountain <laughs> every when, week. Let me know. Let me know when you go. Yeah, yeah, I'd love definitely. to. I'd love to. Is it only weekends? Do you guys yeah, do weekends, any? Yeah, weekends. Yeah, weekends. Family or is this a manly? Men. Manly mostly thing? men. My wife also joins. <laughs> they yeah. call it the hand holding Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But there is no restriction. <laughs> like anybody can join. Awesome. Let uh, only men join. Like yeah. you wanted everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got so many hand holding jokes. I don't yeah. know if I should just stop. Or... <laughs> but listen, dude. Nate, anything else? No, I'm good. Hey, wonderful. I, I love I love connecting with uh, with people. And Sarab, thanks for for introducing. This is uh, it's it's wonderful, man, to get the different perspectives and. And open your eyes to different lives and, and stories of struggle and overcoming, man. I think that's really, really cool. And that's, um, you know, I was on the fence about doing a, about doing a master's. And then I look, I mean, I'm in the shadow of a double PhD. And doing one doesn't seem so, doesn't seem so out of the realm of possibility now, you know. So uh, thank you for that. Thanks for coming in. Sorry about the carbs we're going to eat for lunch, but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll sort that out. Dude, thanks so much. Thank Everyone, you. I hope you guys enjoyed. Take it easy.